is WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Thursday morning. And as I was mentioning uh, when we uh, did the early morning show, about uh, 6.06, 6.07 this morning, uh, this is uh, just a normal day for a lot of people. On the other hand, there are still thousands of Rhode Islanders who are having an abnormal day today. They have, uh, they have things that are uh, defrosting in their refrigerators because they have no power. They're uncomfortable because they have no air conditioning. They have all kinds of reasons to uh, not be happy with Thursday morning, August the 6th, following that storm. Christopher Boulay joins us on Thursdays. Did you lose power at your abode, sir? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. I lost power for about 35 seconds. All right, that's good. And then it came back on, and then went off for about 22 seconds, and <laughs> then I was able to continue with my day. Yes, well, the same with Jeff Gamash. Uh, he, um, he had, like, a sporadic interruption, and then uh, everything was good. And so he just, like, sailed through that storm and just watched the wind blow and the, um, the tree limbs uh, fall. But there was um, more a viewing event. Then it was uh, an inconvenience at our house. We had about 10 or 12 hours without electricity. And, and there are others, especially in Gloucester and Foster and also uh, Ponce and North Smithfield. Wherever, wherever it takes a long time for the electric wires to go down a long road to get to houses, there are still many, many houses without uh, power. But anyway, the storm has come and gone, and uh, we are settled in for our Thursday program. It's a talk show. And here are the telephone numbers, 769-0600-766-1380. Thursdays, we're joined by Chris Boulay, and he's here as a private citizen, and we chat about the issues of the day, and we'll uh, say an official good morning to you and ask you to maybe introduce one of our first topics of the day. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Raj. Again, good morning, listeners. I don't know how private we are as we get in front of these microphones and, and tell things and uh, try to be the same people behind the uh, mic as in front of the mic. Hey, did you notice uh, the first time I'm wearing a, an Oakley golf shirt? This is a big deal because I almost always wear Adidas like 100% of the time. Oh, yeah, that's something I notice all the time. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very brand cognizant of, uh, of things like... Uh, like I know, Kenmore is related to Sears. That's about it, yeah. right? I've got a I've got a real good contract with uh, Titleist. They pay me not to be seen with their equipment, right. so I use it on other things. <laughs> All right, looks like you're ready for another game of golf today, right? I I, I am. I've got 18 appointments, but you know, we always spend a couple of minutes on on the stock market, and it, to me. It's very, very exciting and, and very interesting because we talked about it last week. It was common expectations that the uh, GDP, because of the coronavirus and the way the Democrats are handling it and individual uh, governors, uh, who I will blame and, and, and uh, list out today, uh, that the economy went down by a third. And when you buy... A stock, you're buying a stream of income. You pick the company, and this is no representation and no opinion about the value of the stock. Remember now, I can be sitting here on a Thursday. I think this is extremely important. I can be sitting here on a Thursday talking about what a great company XYZ is, but you don't really know until you do your research and talk to your financial advisor. The stock may be overblown. We talked about Eastman Kodak, um, the fact that they're fitting into the paradigm of taking generic drugs back to America, and the stock went up to 60 bucks. I think it's down to $14 now. So just because it's a great company doesn't mean it's, it's a great stock. It could so, be a great stock one day and uh, a lousy stock the next. The company's still a great company. <laughs> a, 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 absolutely. And you could say um, t Thursday morning, you know, and I won't do this. I could say this is a great stock. And then Friday afternoon, there could be a problem. So everything is, is, is uh, in real time. So to take any advice on the radio about particular securities, I, I think whether it's me or else is, is really folly. And I know people do that for mutual funds and Providence. You know those fancy Providence shows where they really talk about finance and we just kind of dabble in it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to ask you a question, Christopher Boulay. Uh, so, as a financial advisor, and yet on the other hand, doing this program, 
what what guidelines do you have to follow so that uh, because of the Chris is in an industry with a lot of compliance, a lot of rules, a lot of regulations. Generally speaking, what is a, a bad thing to do well, that your bosses wouldn't be happy with? Well, I think some select listeners who are clients know, and, and, and I, I wear it with a badge of honor. I, I love it now. I, initially, I didn't like it. When I joined um, UBS years ago, this was an important thing. I am one of the few financial advisors who will go out on the limb and, you know, maybe antagonize people with my conservative views, and I, and I really don't care. Uh, but I'm, the 6,000 of us around the country, and I, there might be five of us who do something like this. So that was very, very important to me. So then what happened is UBS got back into the municipal bond business, so things became a little tighter. But I am proud to say that I tell them what I'm going to talk about in generalities before the show. They listen to the show, and frankly, um, compliance tells me that they love hearing us and that they don't mind spending that hour listening. Well, they said, we don't mind listening to you, Chris. Roger Bouchard, it's very <laughs> obvious that he's in the Rhode Island Radio Hall of Fame. I got you guys talk about it every week that you're the only member of the station who's actually in the Rhode Island Radio Hall of Fame. But they say, we like your stuff, but we really like Roger's style. So really what it, what it comes down to and what I just explained, there's there's... My job is not to come on here and, and tout stocks. I love to, to, to tout companies. And there's sometimes a disconnect where a stock is a great stock, but maybe the company is struggling or vice versa. So they prefer that I, I not come on here and talk about that. But they say, hell yeah, you want to criticize the mayor? You want to criticize the governor? You want to criticize anybody? We, we don't care. So they well, give we, you some latitude, huh? They give me a lot of latitude. But they don't want to come in here and say, hey, geez, gold's at an all-time high. It's, it's going higher. I don't even want to do that. I take all the research, and it's not always UBS's research. I, we are the world's largest wealth manager. I take it all in. And then, you know, just because you're, you're a very successful broker doesn't mean you're right all the time. That's not fair. So I take it all in and, um, you know, very, very comfortable. So if you don't like what I say, don't call compliance in Hartford because they've already heard it and they've approved it. <laughs> all right. All right. So they do listen. They do listen to the program. And, um, and um, so have they ever uh, said um, you shouldn't have said something or uh, you pretty much know uh, where to go? Um, the one thing they did is actually I was in Miami Beach and they called me and uh, they did it kind of sheepishly. I have a, I work out of my house and that's very... Um, pretty common? Yeah, huh? pretty common. I, I did it well before and, and I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant or anything, but I am probably the least affected person um, with this coronavirus in my business. This with this coronavirus going down, my business is just exploding right now. I'm going to have another record month. And what we've been doing, and it's been the client's suggestion, and, and we're, we're, we're meeting outside. So this week, for all my appointments, I'm meeting new people. They're getting to know me. They know me through referrals and things like that. But we meet outside, and I think that's terrific. And I don't have to wear a suit. I tell them I'm not going to wear a suit when it's 95 degrees. And they said, we don't care if you come in your birthday suit. We don't care. We want to see you. So, um, yeah, and so the, my point was, I don't want to say I have a, a, a office in Winsocket because... I can do anything I want in that office, in that office in my in my house, but I cannot see clients. And they just wanted to make sure that I made that distinction. And I was talking to a, 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 a couple that I just met yesterday. They became clients. And um, I said, you know, you're in southern Massachusetts. I'm never going to be in a situation if you, that I want you to come to Providence when I can come to you. And I said, the only people who come to Providence to meet with me is a couple. They come at 1030. We have a re portfolio review. We discuss all their finances. And at quarter of 12, they leave me because they're going to have reservations at a Providence restaurant. Those are the only people who really come. And for me, I prefer to go see them. So that was probably the, one of the things I hadn't thought about. Make a clear decision. Delineation that you're a proud socket resident, that you do have an office in your house, but you do not see people. So I do not see people in, in the office, and I don't have a fax machine because they want to see everything going through. So I've got my computer. It's pretty much like I'm in the office, except I save an hour uh, commuting plus.
All right, we have a caller waiting. 7690600 is our telephone number. 7661380 is our other number. And I'm also uh, looking at our website here. And that means uh, uh, you can uh, email us directly. Upfront at WNRI.com. And uh, anything you'd like to talk about, we're willing to talk to you about it. Before we take that call, um, the Oakley shirt was picked out by Amy. So Mm -hmm. I usually I just have uh, Adidas because they fit. I don't even have to try them on. Well, thank you for that clarification. Let's go to the phone lines and see what uh, is on the mind of this particular person. Hello. Good morning, panel. Good morning. Good morning. Gentleman Jack, if if I may call you that. Chris, when you mentioned uh, great companies such as Kodak, right? It brought it brought to mind uh, uh, formerly great country uh, companies. That some people think are still great companies. I'll explain. When RCA and I believe uh, Black and Decker and Bell and Howell, when those companies went bankrupt, they sold. Permission to use their name isn't that correct? Uh, in, in in what ways? Like you have the Polaroid Land camera divided by Doctor Land, so that was a collaboration. So I'm not sure I follow exactly. Oh, okay, <clears throat> well, RCA. Our first TV set was RCA. It had a great reputation, right? But oh, absolutely! Company- With the dog and everything. Um, you can't buy American uh, manufacturer uh, TVs anymore. I got four or five TVs in my house. They're all Japanese. Right. Well, when RCA and a couple of other companies broke up, uh, not only did they sell uh, uh, the uh, the whole works, furniture, and all their uh, devices, <clears throat> but they also sold the right to use their name to particular companies, and those particular companies actually um, resold RCA's name, Bell and & Howell, and Black and & Decker. So you can see on TV some of these um, uh, cheapy products, you know, two for nineteen ninety-five. Um, I think Bell & Howell was selling, uh, the Bell & Howell name is selling uh, some kind of a, uh, a nightlight uh, to keep out intruders and so forth. So that's my point. When you think of great companies, be careful. They're not the original companies when you buy a product. Oh, oh, oh there's no question. And, and I, I watch those things. You, you, you look at these great sunglasses. Uh, I do yes. not buy uh, expensive sunglasses because I lose them every week. But they're selling them for nineteen ninety nine. So they've got to pay a bunch of people. What did the thing cost them? Four bucks? So how, how high quality could it be? Um, you get the the light, and it's nineteen ninety nine. Um, what it cost them six bucks to make it. They need to have some profit margin, so they can't be that that much quality. Right now, there is a company using the RCA name. <clears throat> they're making uh, tablets, and in uh, the latest uh, evaluation by Consumer Reports, the RCA uh, tablet made by this new company is right at the bottom of their listings with all kinds of uh, 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 warnings that it's a poor product. So you have to be careful. I think a lot of old-timers, including myself, have to be careful when we see formerly great names that now uh, amount to nothing, really. Oh, the, oh the, there's, there's no question, and, 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 if, and, and if I may, I know you know this, but as you were discussing, I pulled up the original 30 Dow Jones Industrial Companies in 1929. Here are some of the names. I won't go through them all, but you've got American Cotton Oil Company, no longer in existence. American Sugar Company, no longer in existence. American Tobacco Company, there's been some de- deviations. Um, Chicago Gas Company no longer around. General Electric, they're, they're, they're out of the Dow. And I go a couple more. The Stilling and Cattle Feeding Company. Um, LeClaire Gas Company. Let me see if I'm. Um, National Lead Company. Well, we know what happens. <laughs> North American Company, which is a variation of Air Roads. 
Um, so you, you, you get the point that, and there's one thing I, I want to say, and I know you know this too. Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, done a phenomenal job with, with uh, um, Amazon was talked out of it going into Amazon by he wanted to sell books on the internet this new thing called the internet and of course Amazon's really really expanded he's made the comment that some point in the future in 20 30 years from now Amazon's going to be bankrupt uh, just because it's a company XYZ doesn't go on forever I've mentioned that nauseum how much I love and respect Apple. I've got every Apple product there is, and my kids have the other half of them. And, um, but in 1987, they had terrible products, and they almost went bankrupt. So everything has its, uh, its uh, ebbs and flows. Um, right. But so w the distinction I want to make is when I gush over Apple and the way the products are, you've got to disconnect my... Um, thoughts about the stock because the stock could be ahead of itself. You, you look at Tesla. Um, you know, um, my my lease for my Cadillac is coming due, and and this year, just for a knee jerk reaction, I'm still going to look at Tesla. I'm not going to just go back to Cadillac. The, the company barely makes any money yet. The stock price is fifteen hundred dollars. There's a like there can be, and I'm not saying that that's the case there. There can be a tremendous disconnect between the stock price. And the actual, um, the, you know, the actual quality of the company. And that's the distinction I want to make. Uh, good analysis. One more question, Chris. <clears throat> Are there any original companies left in the Dow? Oh, the, there's, some, there's some absolutely great companies. Apple. I mean, no, any of the original ones when oh. the Dow was first. Oh, yes. Um... I, Raj is going to give me the evil eye. Can I do that at the break? Because it might take me about 30 seconds. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there, 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 there are some. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, they, they, they've changed some names a little bit. But at the break, I'm going to list uh, the five or six that are still there. Okay, thanks a lot for taking my call. Oh, you're, you're always welcome. Uh, your breath of fresh air and a lot of knowledge. Okay, thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. Before we grab our next call, so we go back to the original statement at the beginning of the program that uh, companies, great companies uh, like um, Amazon or Apple are great companies 365 days of the year. But on any given day of the year, their stocks may be uh, way up there or in the tank. So it, <laughs> the stocks vary, but the companies are, are pretty um, pretty strong at least uh right now yeah and and the, the one common is it's not my original thought but it's very clear very 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 often stocks are not priced perfectly to market they can be overvalued and and you, and you think about that people were rushing into kodak saying this is going to be phenomenal i think the stock into a day hit about sixty dollars. It, it literally went in for about three dollars to sixty dollars in, in less than a week, and then it went back down to fourteen. So conventional wisdom would say at sixty dollars it's probably way way too high. At two dollars, way too high. And sometimes the stocks will find their own water, their own level. But clearly, um, the stock market is not as efficient as people would like to say. You are on the upfront program. And WNRI is a radio station. We're going to take another call. Press the magic button down here and say hello to you. Thank you for your time and calling the program. We appreciate that. Hi, Roger. Hello. Hi, Chris. Good morning. How are you this morning, Chris? Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably about an 11.2. You are the man. <laughs> Chris, I got a series of thoughts that were in my mind that I jotted down on paper. Perfect. I'm just going to list them one after another and then wait for your response at the end. Uh, the government of China, as far as I know, still has two economies, one for the world economy and one for their local economies. Uh, what we need today is a reset of the world economy. What we're seeing, actually, is a reset of the world economy. Uh, what we need here in our country is a reset of the American economy first. What do we do locally and nationally? Two economies. We need a backup plan. Do well, both at the same time. Is it possible? Well, you know... American I, national... Yeah, I, American I, national... 
Go ahead, Chris. I, oh, I'm sorry. I think you and I tend to agree m mildly. And, you know, somebody can call up. And, you know, we, we t I've talked about this. I was talking to a friend last night where I, I've got, you know, clients who, who just, who are very wealthy, who just hate Trump. And, and I'm not going to come on here and defend all the stuff he does. Is he, I tell me he's got more pluses and minuses. But I am America first. Um, I was watching Fox News. I don't watch it every night. I, I tend to look at some of the shows I think important. They went through a litany of things that Biden wants to do, like open borders and, and, and basically continue the shutdown, don't let the kids go to school. I, I think our economy was tremendous. Keep in, keep in mind that for years and years and years, full employment was considered if unemployment rate nationally was 4%. Under... Trump administration at its high point, in, in low point, I guess, for unemployment, the, the, the unemployment rate was like 3.3%. He, he was breaking barriers. Uh, President Obama, you know, definitely a globalist, he inched along at 2%, and that's coming off an incredibly low base. For example, in 2009, 2010, there were 13 million American cars sold. Now we're back up to about 18 until the pandemic. So he was taking 2% off a very, very low base. The thinking, and sometimes you're just limited by your thoughts. If you don't think you can do something... You can't do it. And I'm, yeah. I'm experiencing that right now with golf. So President Trump said, we think we can get 4 or 5% GDP. And doggone it, we've had some tremendous things. So I am definitely America first. And oh, yes. So, so I'm not too much into the globalism. I, I think everyone else should be second. So I will leave you with that. I, I think once we get these Democratic governors to stop trying to sabotage their own economies and they find out they're not getting uh, financial help from the state, uh, from the federal government, maybe we'll be back in track. A few other quick statements, Chris. Uh, an American national bank. Uh, there's a country called Iceland perfect example of a Iceland national bank. They threw the Federal Reserve out of their country. They are the prototype of what I think uh, we should take our cue from. Uh, what would happen, uh, what reaction would the Federal Reserve Bank have uh, to us creating an American national bank? Or even local national banks tied to the American National Bank. Or do we need uh, even one? Do we need one? Well, well I'm, I'm lost. Uh, well, we, in, I mean, in, 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 19, plan. in 1913, we, we've had the Federal Reserve, which, which you've addressed. So unless I'm missing something, we've, we, we've got a national bank with the Federal Reserve that was started, um, you know, I think it was 1913, to, to basically keep the bank's liquidity and keep the money flowing. A couple other statements. Sure. Right, make uh, it quick. We're beyond money, our time here. Money from new uh, PPP business should go directly to the business owners. They should be thoroughly uh, screened and have them before, and that money should be sent directly to them. And we need more full interest, lo uh, no interest loans to these uh, small banks, uh, the small uh, uh, businesses. Uh, Let's look at the Federal Reserve's uh, 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 record. Uh, they uh, make uh, the central banks, which are derivatives of the Federal Reserve all over the world. Uh, they're making all the money. They're making tons of money today, tons of money on this uh, 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 situation that we're in today. Uh, you know, uh, I just want to present these ideas, Chris. Not that they're they're they're, they're the answers. I just want you to have these present in your mind when you think about things. Well, he's made you some are notes. A great scholar. And we'll find out if uh, Chris wants to comment on any of the topics that you brought up. Thank you for your call. Thank you, Roger. All right. And we are on the upfront program. Do you want to comment on anything that he said, or uh, can I go to a break, as they say in Radio Land? You know, I, I, I don't want to be dismissive, but all those things are being done. Mm hmm. Right, so we do have a national bank. Yeah, it's called the Federal Reserve, and mm -hmm. all the banks uh, have a window where they can borrow money because you, you want to have a balance. You don't have a run on the bank, so it's not going to happen on J.P. Morgan Bank or something like that, but you got a bank 
that wants to make sure that their liabilities are matching their assets and they want to have access to money. And the Federal Reserve has done a, a phenomenal job. As a matter of fact, Jerome Powell must be the best friend of the President right, Trump right now because they said there's nothing that they won't do other than negative interest rates to support this economy. Hence, you got a stock market that's barely off its all-time high when you have a GDP that already went down a third. That doesn't make sense. What that means is there's a bunch of people out there who do not want to bet against the United States of America. This is the Upfront Program. If you have a topic that you'd like to introduce, you know the number. If you don't, we'll introduce one when we get back. The Little Red Truck is at your service. We are A&R Trailer Rentals in Woonsocket. We're a company that has those 45-foot storage trailers for rent or lease, and 20-foot ground-level containers are also available. And we offer leasing with the option to buy. We specialize in household and commercial storage for the public. So if you're looking for a place to store household items while remodeling or renovating, then look no further. We have your temporary storage needs available for a fraction of the cost of those storage facilities. And if you're looking to store seasonal items like uh, snowmobiles or jet skis, we have the perfect solution. Call Al Gagnon at 766-1919. Need temporary storage? With the little red truck, give us a call. And for your lawn and garden, we can deliver Wright's Farm cow manure, or you can select from an organic mix, which is a lab tested by the University of Maine for your lawn and garden, with also gravel, sand, clay, stone dust, and mulch available, delivered right to your property. Al Gagnon's Little Red Truck will bring it to you, and here is his number for rates and more information, 766-1919, 766-1919. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. Well, we're doing a condo right here at 685 Social Street. This is unit uh, 101. Condo is going at 149.9. And uh, the building itself is uh, a former textile mill. I remember it in its uh, day as Bancroft Racket Company, right there on Social Street. Built in 1910, and what a beauty this building is. We did a live broadcast from it when it opened up um, a number of years ago as a brand new condominium. And so if you're interested in seeing this amazing condo, it's called Gateway Commons on Social Street. First floor unit in, is uh, very impressive. 15 high foot ceilings and large windows letting uh, that sunlight come in. And tons of natural light. Hardwood floors, original brick walls. It's a beauty. And your water and sewer and trash and snow removal are included in that low condo fee. Gateway Commons, right in the downtown district. Real estate taxes under 2200 Scott McGee would like to show it to you, and he can do it if you call him, 639-2906. One more advertisement, and then we'll get back to Chris and Roger. The Roast House is open seven days a week, and our hours are 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining, and of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700. And check our menu on the internet for theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Palm Street, Black Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside dining. Hey, enjoy some lunch today at the Roast House. And uh, it's a nice uh, setting for an outside luncheon experience or enjoy their nice uh, air conditioning. But it's great food inside or out at the Roast House. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
now, let's get back to the panel. The panel is uh, Chris and Roger, as it usually is on Thursday, and we cover a wide range of topics. You've introduced uh, a few by uh, the virtue of your calls today. The number is 766-1380, 7690600. If you'd like to call in and say something or ask a question or make a statement, we welcome that. If not... Well, uh, we'll um, talk about a few of the issues of the day. Good morning, Christopher Boulay. Good morning, Roger, with Allen Radio Hall of Famer. I know they know that in, in Hartford when they listen. So, um, Mario Como. I mean, he's been criticized. He's been brought up as a potential candidate if um, Joe Biden fades out. And you've probably heard, um, I try to keep an open mind. I watched Fox the last couple of days, and they're really focusing on the gaffes. Uh, by President Biden, and nobody really believes that he wants to go up against Trump in a debate, which would be a catastrophe. I think a good 10% of people could change their mind. They could say, I really hate Trump. He's crass. He's... uh, Hey, Chris, uh, pardon uh, the interruption, but is there a suggestion in your comment that there may not be a debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump I mean, that would be not fair to the general public to see these two individuals, uh, shall we say, spar with each other. Yeah, there's a former Secret Service agent, uh, Magino, I think is his name, and he appears regularly on Fox. He's an incredibly intense guy. Uh, he's, he's protected presidents. He's a former police officer, and now he's making a living as a commentator. And he's got individuals uh, in, in both camps. And I imagine his former Secret Service, oh, excuse me, Secret Service agents that he used to work for. And they're saying that, and I'm going to repeat it because I think it's true. His sources have been phenomenal. He went through four or five things that he was two years ahead of that all turned out to be true. Epstein and Clinton and and uh, other things like that. But uh, they're saying that, that um, Biden is falling apart exponentially. I mean, it's not even a gradual thing where he's having trouble putting together a couple of sentences. And, and they're really, really concerned. So the Democrats are really up against it. Do you put up a guy who's just going to get eaten alive completely by Trump? You know, Trump's going to go up there and say, pre-coronavirus, we had the strongest economy in, in 50 years. We had the lowest uh, African-American unemployment. We had the lowest Hispanic unemployment. We've, we've, we've done this. We've done that. We've lowered taxes. We've brought America back. We've got NATO paying. You could go on and on. We could do three hours of shows, and I mean this. How could things. Biden run away from a debate? Uh, wouldn't it look like he's uh, afraid to face the president or that uh, there is some truth uh, to his impaired uh, judgment right now? I mean, doesn't he have to do something? And, and how can they not? have a presidential debate when there's always been several when you went up and received uh, the, your your award at the Rhode Island Radio Hall of Fame in Twin River I think your presentation was probably 20 minutes it was extremely elegant it was it connected with everybody in the audience people who knew you people who didn't know you and people were very intimately familiar with your past if you weren't a good public speaker, you could have gone up there and basically read something for 30 seconds and, and sat down. That's not you. You're a great public speaker. At one point, Joe Biden, maybe even 10, 12 years ago, was a good public speaker and could put thoughts together. So is Joe going to go up there and, and, and basically make a fool of himself? Um, what did Benjamin Franklin say? Be quiet and have people think you're a fool or speak and remove all doubt. But by not going up there and... Debating, doesn't that kind of suggest that he doesn't have the skills and that he doesn't have the mental capacity? And so why would you vote for such a man? Well, again, there's, there's, en- there's enough people I, I know who, who know it's not in their personal financial best interest to vote Democrat. And some of them hate Trump so much that they're going to bite off their nose to spite their face. So again, you laid it out and said, doesn't it presume that the guy can't debate? If he goes up there and, and falls on his face, which he absolutely will, then it removes all doubt that he can't debate. So they're really, really stuck against this. And um, 
and, and he's getting worse, and we've got 30 days. And, and, and I think you have to realize, I, we can't assume that everyone who's listening to us is going to vote for Trump. This is WNRI Radio. I, I, all right, I agree with you there. Yeah. You're, you're conservative, I'm conservative. We're, we're making our case to the best of our abilities why we're going to support who, who, who we are. But there are people out there who... who are looking at Trump and they just, I mean, uh, Biden, they just have to realize how, how bad it is. And they may not realize that uh, with a debate, they're going to say, well, he didn't debate. The coronavirus, he's going to hide in his basement. I mean, when you want somebody at a church holding a Bible and saying, this is what America is about, and we want God back in our churches, we, and we want people to go the church without being harassed by democratic governors and then you've got a guy who's kneeling down uh at black lives matter who the, who the hell they want i've you know i've been following politics you know basically since since, since reagan uh you know as president he was the first president before i've never seen such a disparity and the one point i wanted to make is the people who are voting against trump who are voting for Biden are actually going to be voting for Kamala Harris for president. Mm-hmm. It looks like she's going to be the one. What, what's being told is that the president, the vice president, wants Susan Rice, but she's radioactive because of what she did in 2012 after Benghazi. She went on five radio, uh, five TV shows and lied about this, and that's really hurt her. And she's done other things that are going to hurt her. Kamala Harris's issue is that she called Biden a racist and took him apart in the debate. Well, if you go back, Ronald Reagan chose George Bush after he made fun of, of the trickle-down economic theory by calling it voodoo economics. Yeah. You, can, you can make up. So my gut reaction to what I'm hearing, and I don't know, have any inside baseball here, is going to be Kamala Harris. So if you vote against Donald Trump and you vote for Joe Biden, you're effectively voting for Kamala Harris to be the president, and you've got to really come to have a come to Jesus talk with yourself. And do you want that person with that baggage to become the president of the United States? And if that doesn't happen, you still got that one person, one heartbeat away from the presidency. So uh, we have a caller waiting, but uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm a Democrat, a registered Democrat, but I am conservative in my views, but I can't picture somebody going to um, a voting machine <laughs> and incidentally there are less and less of those <laughs> people are still going to vote one way or another maybe not through a machine and voting for Joe Biden when they know that they're voting for somebody else uh, and, and, and the embarrassment of the United States presidency that he gets elected gets inaugurated and then has to step down in office and that people knew that when they voted for him in the first place. I do not understand why somebody would do that. It's almost like saying, I've got terminal cancer. I want you to vote for me. And then when I pass, I want you to uh, accept the, uh, the other candidate uh, that I ran with. Uh, well, hey, maybe that'll work. And, 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 and again... Um, we had such a terrible group of uh, Democratic con- contenders for presidency. Do any of them deserve to be vice president after losing to a guy who can't put two sentences together? Here's our next call on the Upfront program. Good morning to you. Morning, Thank you. Yeah, uh, good, good morning, Roger. Good morning, uh, Chris. Yeah. Chris, I'm sorry. That's all um, right. the, whole, the whole thing is that when you vote for president, you vote for president. You don't vote for the vice president, number one. Number, number two is the fact that you can see his health failing Unbelievably, now he has to have somebody uh, walk him around, like he doesn't know where he's going. I mean, it's you know, I hate to say it, the guy either has Alzheimer's or dementia. And the fact of the matter is, is that would you want a man like that just a heartbeat away from pressing the button? Well, you you, you confuse me. I'm I'm sorry. I, I've got to come to your uh, your first point, so I understand your comment. You're saying you're voting for the president, but not the vice president when you're voting. However, they're running on a ticket, and it's clear I I think there's probably, it's only my opinion, there's a 95% chance that Biden's not going to finish his first term if he was unfortunately elected. So, are you saying you don't take the consideration of the vice president, or you do? You take it into consideration, but just as, as as a minor fact, because a lot of times you don't know about who who really these 
these vice presidential candidates are. But, but you're contradicting yourself. Are you? No, no, no. Are no, you, no, no, no let me, let me, let me ask. You vote for you vote for the president itself, not the not, not necessarily the vice president. That's, well, why that's would, what I want to say. Why would you, you vote you for have, somebody have, that's uh, got Chris, a mental law problem? Though, why would you vote for if, if you're voting for the president first? And you know that the president's mental health is deteriorating. Why would you vote for that person if you're not voting you for the vice president? You wouldn't. You wouldn't vote for the. Pre- you wouldn't vote for him for president. That's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to state. Is the fact of the matter is, is that you know you, you're voting for the the first position, not the second fiddle. Right, right. Let me, let, let me ask you, uh, yeah, I'm confused. Let me ask you a yes or no question. Given the situation that we know we're getting into, does the situation of just voting for the president and the vice president's a secondary thought, is that off the table because of the situation we're in with Joe Biden? Well, number one, I wouldn't vote for Joe Biden, even though I'm a registered Democrat. Because, I, I mean, his mental faculties are finally lacking. He can barely string together two sentences. Well, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be real. We're going in circles. Let me restate it. If, if you were considering voting for somebody is considering voting for Joe Biden, and they're going to consider vote for Joe Biden, and the, the normal thought is when you're voting for Reagan, you're voting for Reagan, voting for Jimmy Carter, what have you, what have you. Does, does the situation that we have in front of us with the declining mental health of Joe Biden change the paradigm that you're expressing? Well, in the first place, like I said, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't vote for the man who... I, 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 Raj, can we move on? This is... I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Chris, that... but <laughs> that impolite with this guy. You have to have you have to have a scenario. <laughs> All, right. All right, thank you, sir. We appreciate your call. This is the upfront program, and I, I, um, I refuse to ask the same question more than four times. Mm-hmm. You you can do that. Yeah. I mean, you're that's your, your prerogative. Um, and if you want to call in, please uh, feel free to call in. Your calls are welcome, though. Seven six nine zero six hundred seven six six thirteen eighty. We uh, like to um, hear from you and and uh, get your comments uh, on on the board. And we have lots of other topics to uh, to think about. But uh, certainly, this presidential comment uh, or presidential vote is uh, um, very difficult for me to understand in terms of why people would. The, 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 the parameter I was trying to make, and, and, and it's probably me, English is my second language, but if you're considering voting for the president, the premise initially was if you're going to, you're voting for the person, not the vice president. My follow-up question was, does that change your thinking, whether you vote for Trump or uh, you vote for Biden or not, does it change the thinking because the, the guy will, will not finish his first term. They will use, you know, they were attacking President Trump with the potential of the 25th Amendment, which allows a president to be removed by the majority of his cabinet by voting and saying the guy's not there. So is it already preordained in the unfortunate event that um, Biden gets elected, that they've already decided at a certain point, whether it's five, six months down the road, Joe can't put two sentences together. He, he's completely confused. Therefore, we have to put the vice president in. And who, and does does um, the president, uh, in saying, assuming it was Kamala Harris, does she put in Susan Rice as the vice president? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a possible scenario that you, you have to be aware of. And if the President Trump was not completely trying to undermine himself with stupid tweets from time to time, <laughs> he, he, he'd, get, he'd get 70% of the vote. He'd be the Ronald Reagan of 1984 and 2020. And on a lighter note with our last caller, I didn't think that there was another registered Democrat who is a conservative out there at the same time. I thought I was the only one in the world... But um, he and I know why he's probably a registered Democrat, because uh, probably his mother would uh, would not appreciate whether she's uh, um, with us or not, would not appreciate that he's a Republican. So I can understand why he stayed a Democrat, but uh, doesn't subscribe to Democrat values. Back in a moment. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and a Moscato. And yes, it's still two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyards of California. Quality wine. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light. 30-pack 
2550 plus tax. Champs Liquors for Keyway, Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs Liquors now offers in-store shopping. Come on in and browse around. You're welcomed. Social distancing observed at Champs Liquors. And remember, if you have a question, call us at 765-1800 and we'll cheerfully answer any question you have about beer, wine, and liquors. Champs Liquors or Keyway, Woonsocket. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant, Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, one night. Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. All right, Grumpy's opens at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Friday, tomorrow, will be open for lunch. And uh, you're welcome to uh, look over that great luncheon menu, which includes fish and chips and fried clams. I know that uh, Chris and I have been in there um, having fried clams for lunch at Grumpy's and quite uh, satisfied. So, yeah, we had a two-foot snowstorm. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you were driving that. Yeah, we wanted, those, we wanted those fried clams, you know. Yeah, right, right. When the fried clam uh, when the fried clam call comes, we go. All right, Grumpy's uh, open uh, at uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon. And, and also we have those $10 dinner specials, too, at Grumpy's that you can enjoy. Hey, we've got a few minutes left to the show. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We are back to the panel. This is our Thursday program. Tomorrow we have uh, we have Bob Martin with our real estate question. Uh, John Brian will be with us in that sponsored segment that um, uh, Brian, uh, Mr. Brian has purchased from uh, 8.20 to um, around 8.35. And he'll be um, not doing politics tomorrow, but... Um, uh, paying tribute to his uh, late father, Albert Brian. And then we'll have some open line conversation. But right now, we have uh, about six minutes to go on the Upfront program. I'm Roger. Christopher Boulay is with us. We call him Chris. And um, we invite your participation in the program. Short of that, we'll talk about a lot of topics. Uh, we've got a list that's uh, it's not a mile long, but it's long. Well, I would be remiss. I'm glad you brought up uh, John appearing tomorrow and Al Brian. Mm -hmm. uh, Al's lived in the city his entire life as I've lived in the city. And I would say every year we got a little bit closer where we'd exchange emails and ideas and he would comment on things he's heard and he would, he would, he was very straightforward. He, what he liked and what he didn't like and he, he enjoyed Thursdays. I enjoyed the pulse listening to him and he's going to be missed. And, you know, you can't time life. Sometimes people miss things. And I think it's going to be it's disappointing to me that he's not going to see his son become mayor. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, he, again, every last eight, nine, ten years, um, I got very uh, close to Al. And I really enjoyed his thoughts about things and uh, very active in the community. And uh, he's one of those guys that you know deserve to be recognized on the front page with many words about what he's done uh as a member of the general assembly as a member of uh, multiple administrations as a member of the president's city council and uh, always stayed active and uh i'm going to miss him so when the power went out uh, the other night uh we were sitting on the porch and you know uh, that section of the porch we sit on because uh, you've sat there a few times <laughs> many but, times uh, so um Anyway, the power is out, the street lights are out, and some people are crossing the street. And uh, we were wondering, oh, well, it was John, uh, Brian, and his wife, and the dog, and his daughter. And they sat down, um, and we invited them to sit down and chat with us. And uh, he um, told a few of those um, nice stories about, uh, about his dad. And uh, he uh, yeah, said, you know, probably you should share a few of those when you come on Friday morning. And so he'll be doing that tomorrow morning and um, resuming his campaign uh, on Monday. And, of course, the uh, as we have been announcing, the wake is tomorrow from 4 to 7 at Holt. And the uh, Christian Mass is on Saturday at Holy Family. And uh, I think it's 11, but uh, it could be 10 o'clock. I can check that before we leave the airways. 
All right. This is the Upfront Program. Uh, we are uh, chatting with uh, Chris Boulay, as we do every Thursday. And uh, uh, we did bring up, uh, Al, uh, you want to bring up one more topic, at least uh, for consideration? Well, I thought I thought this was bemusing. I, I got uh, uh, texts from uh, the Biden campaign yesterday, and they... they, they they're, they were texting you? Yeah, they were texting me. I they th- want you to vote for him? They wanted me to vote for him, and they kept persistent, <laughs> and they finally wanted to know why I was going to re-elect, uh, vote to re-elect the president. And I responded, Joe has been in office for 45 years and blames Trump for America's problems. Obama was the most corrupt president in our nation's history, and Biden was part of it. Biden used his influence to help his son in the Ukraine and China. Biden cannot put together a coherent sentence. The far left will control Biden and try to destroy our country. Joe has made race an issue by insisting that his vice president be a black woman. How about the most qualified person? The choice is obvious. I'm mad as hell. I could go on forever. P.S. Obama and Biden spied on the Trump campaign and should be arrested and tried for treason. So then <laughs> they said, thank you very much. We've added all this to your notes and your file. <laughs> right. I bet so they probably have. get a couple of orders if he gets in. But I, I, I just had enough and I'm not going to hide it. I will be very empathetic to callers and individuals who don't love Trump. But the, but the choice has ever been clearer. If you want a country where work and uh, the value of work and capitalism mean things and that not everyone gets a participation trophy and you, you, you want to make sure. And the other thing, too, is to go on and I think we have a caller, right? No, we don't. Oh, we don't. But, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but Governor, I do have an emailer. Governor Como, Como said, though, you know, he's. He was on a conference call yesterday. He said, the wealthy are leaving New York in droves. So I wrote an email this morning to uh, Conley, the president of the Finance Committee of Rhode Island. And he's proposed Mm -hmm. um, raising taxes significantly on the wealthy in Rhode Island. Rhode Island is already the worst state in the union for business. It's one of the worst for retirees. I think I lost count. I think I have 46 families who've moved to Florida who used to live in Rhode Island, who are my clients, and thank God for the Internet and the telephone calls and visits that they still do business with me. But we're losing it, and he can go right to Rhode Island Department of Revenue, and they know exactly who, who's leaving. So the, the, the makers are, uh, are leaving and the takers are coming. We're staying at a million people, and it's our own fault. John writes to you, Chris, if uh, Joe Biden flops in the first debate, and he's assuming, I guess, there is one, can the Democratic National Committee force him to drop out? How would a new candidate be chosen? So a whole bunch of questions in there, uh, and you have a few moments to try to answer that. It's a little tricky, and to say I'm an expert would, would be a lie, but the Democrats do have the ability to have the candidate give their delegates to someone else. Mm-hmm. So if, if it gets that bad... Um, they, they can drop somebody out, whether it be Michelle Obama, whether it be Kamala Harris, who, who it will be. But they, they've got a pickle here. Um, the people close to him are seeing an incredible uh, decline in his cognitive ability. And they're going to try to hide that from, from us, right? Uh, and uh, I don't know if, um, you know, today, you know, it's really getting late. This is August 6th. And... Um, Although uh, I don't want to hold my breath till November, November is going to come quickly. Uh, I know in the radio business, um, uh, I couldn't believe how quickly July went by, and I'm told that August would go by even sooner. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, will the Joe Biden secret be able to be uh, kept uh, secret um, that long? And, and also there are just some people who don't want to accept it. They just want to say that it's a Fox thing or a Donald Trump thing. <laughs> We'll see you next time, Chris. Bye-bye. Good day, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care.